welcome to Creative Spaces. I'm Molly Cooper and this is the London Edition. In our first ever mini-season, we'll be featuring the best spaces to stay, work and play around the city, from timeless icons to under-the-radar finds. And as well as sitting down with the teams who brought them to life, I'll be bringing you the inside scoop from some pretty amazing people getting up to some pretty great things within travel, design and hospitality. I'm so excited to share all their stories with you, so let's get into it, shall we? Today's Snapshot episode, I'm sitting down with Athena Bluff, founder of Topology, the interior studio that is giving everyone access to bespoke designs for their home. A lover of all things London, she is going to share her favourite places around the city to eat, drink and soak up inspiration for her own designs. Athena, it's such a pleasure to be here with you today. Welcome to Creative Spaces. How are you doing? Good, thank you so much for having me. This is like the best topic to ever chat about on a podcast oh, I'm literally such a dream interiors and London in this beautiful little studio in Soho house I mean couldn't get more London than that <laughs> could it I do feel very London today for you sure look, you look quite London too actually thank you yeah. well, it. before we get into London and the big city yes. I'd love to talk a bit about you and your background and how you came to found Topology so Topology is an interior design company and we're kind of centered around making interior design accessible for the mass market and like yeah. the everyday person so I used to work in the luxury furniture industry and I was surrounded by furniture where like a sofa was like 10 grand and it was just so unattainably expensive. And I just kept thinking like there has to be another way of making interior design like much more achievable for people like me. So I set up the company um, with that as like a a core value. And uh, almost eight years later, I think now we're still going strong and we kind of centre ourselves around making design accessible attainable and affordable I love it I actually got my first flat last summer yeah. and oh my god what a baptism of fire how mm. much things cost like chairs dining table chairs blew my mind absolutely terrifying my advice for anyone who is thinking about doing a renovation and kind of like just putting it on the back burner yeah. is honestly just get going with it because the costs are going up exponentially at the moment the statistic that I like to share with people is like MDF which is like your basic wood mm-hmm. used on every sort of renovation uh it used to cost like pre-Brexit, I think it was like £16 a sheet. Yeah. It's now over 100 What? And this like product blow up in pricing has just like gone to your chairs, your furniture, yeah. your labour costs. So yeah, getting renovations done on the cheap now is so hard. So oh if you're gosh. out there and thinking of doing one, honestly, just start <laughs> just it now. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And tell me how it actually works. I know that people... They can sign up. They have like an online consultation. I'd love to know what that looks like. So we basically offer two different types of service. Mm -hmm. One is what we call online design or e-design. And if you were my client, you would come to me with photos of your space, measurements too. And we would just draw up everything that you would need to bring that design to life. So it could be anything from a layout to a mood board, to a shopping list, to access to trade Mm -hmm. discounts. Everything would be essentially a click of a button for you to bring it to life. Um, that's our affordable service. It starts from 299 per room. And then there's also our kind of traditional on- interior design service, which is more on-site project management, turnkey service. Like we'll literally come over and do everything to unpacking boxes and getting the trades in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is for people based in London and a slightly more premium service. But yeah, we find that the e-design is super popular because we yeah. can kind of access anyone all over the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully it gives people a chance to kind of, you know, create an inspiring home yeah. with just someone as like a personal cheerleader on the sidelines to get it done. A little bit of moral support for when yeah. the times get tough. Yeah, yeah. and there's, there's so many products and decisions and trends 
constantly saturating us on like Instagram, Pinterest. Mm-hmm. So to have someone to kind of like guide you along that process yeah. um, and I guess give you that bit of confidence as well is mm-hmm. just, I think, what clients really love. I love that. And you must get so much inspiration. You're just exposed to so many cool spaces living here in the capital. Mm, yeah, sure. um, shall we get into it then and talk Let's about this amazing it. city of ours? Now, we're both South <clears throat> London girls, so it might be yes. a bit more leaning towards this side of the river. Um, but let's start with maybe an overview of the city. Where's hot right now? What neighbourhoods are people flocking to? Okay, so I'll split it up into four different sections. So we'll start with South London. Yes. So I really love Peckham. Mm-hmm. To me, Peckham is really charming. It's independent. Lots of restaurants, bars and shops really closely knit together. Um, Brixton, I live in Brixton personally. I do love it. It can be quite intense, so it's not for everyone. But one like absolute gem for me is Brockwell Park. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like the best park in London. Um, it does have some really good restaurants as well, which we can kind of go into in more detail. And then same for Campbellwell and Oval. They're actually really easy for anyone around London to get to. They're actually mm-hmm. like deceptively quite central. Really great for sort of like candlelit wine bars and upmarket pubs. Yeah. Next, we have North London. So I think the two stand-up places here are kind of Islington and Hampstead. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves Islington for its kind of stunning architecture. If you're like an interior design lover, the Georgian homes there are honestly just... You can walk through Islington and it can be the worst weather, so gloomy and grey, but it's still so beautiful. Mm. And it's really lovely for sort of high street, um, high street independent shops, quirky little streets, picturesque settings. So those two places are really great. East London, Dalston and Hackney, definitely got to have a shout out. Really great for, um, again, independent restaurants, quirky cafes and shops and bars. And then West London, West London, sorry, I think stunning architecture. You think like Notting Hill, Kensington, a bit like Islington. No matter what the weather is, it's always going to look so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, Kensington as well. So really good there for kind of high-end shopping if you've got bigger budgets. And I like to call... um, this little thing that I do called nebbing. It's what me and my boyfriend call it. When we go nebbing, it means we're like walking down a street and we're looking at houses and kind of imagining which house that we want for ourselves. And we always say like, should we go nebbing in Notting Hill or nebbing in in Kensington? And yeah, just we like to kind of imagine our lives in these incredible homes. Oh my God, I love that. I kind of do that, but there was a name for it. I'm going to jump on your nebbing train. I don't think there is a name for it. So yeah, we just call it nebbing. I don't really know why. Just want to go for a neb. Do you want to go for a walking neb? (laughs) I love nebbing. Okay, love that. And then let's go into food then. London has such an amazing Mm. food scene. Like, I just think they have this mix of food, but also like the interiors, the aesthetic, Mm. the vibe, the experience. It's just something that London restaurants do so well. Yes. Let's chat about that then. So for me, going to a restaurant is obviously such a treat, Mm. but you really do want that whole experience of walking in and being wowed by not only the staff and the food, but the whole atmosphere. Yeah. And our whole team at Topology, we're so fussy with like the aesthetics, which I know is really superficial, but it just really enhances your whole experience whilst you're there. So to me, all these restaurants that I'm going to be suggesting are ones that are like honestly fail-proof for a really beautiful ambience and a good Mm -hmm. time. I have been to so many restaurants where the food has been awesome, but like the lighting is so off and it stresses me out. So they've not made the shortlist. Um, But if we start in South London... I'll just list a couple of my favourites. So Forza, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been Love there. Love Forza. Yeah, oh. Forza is great. Or Forza Wynn, which is at the top of um, Market in Peckham. It's like a rooftop bar. Amazing views over London. Mm-hmm. Food is literally just 10 out of 10 always. I've probably been there like 10 times and never had a bad experience. Yeah. Um, and then Levan, Kudu, Little Cellars is great. Um, 
And then if we move on to kind of like Campbellwell and Oval, there's um, a Cable Cafe and Theo's Pizza. The Campbellwell Arms as well is a really great upmarket pub. Um, And their food is awesome. And then um, Brixton, one of my new favorite places is somewhere called Bottle and Rye. It's Mm. like a really tiny, um, I would say kind of like candlelit bar that does like picky food. And the food is just like really interesting and unique, very much like a Forza style. Mm. And it's just, it feels very romantic. So a really good date night spot. Um, And then Naughty Piglets, I've never been to, but I keep hearing amazing things. That's also in Brixton. And Llewellyn's. Went there and loved it. Like, the, yeah. it is expensive, mm. but I just, yeah, I it's love it. It's so worth it. A lot of people I know are like, that's their go-to birthday oh, really? dinner spot. Yeah. yeah. Love Llewellyn's. I really mm-hmm. like it. It just feels like you're in a film because yeah. it's in the middle of Herne Hill and it's like got lots of like festoon lights yeah. and trees outside. It's just yeah. perfect. I think what South does so well is he's really cute, very neighbourhood, really good food but super chill like you can mm. just go along midweek you can take yeah. a friend you can go by yourself just great food low-key really nice spots all around there's definitely. no like, pretentiousness which i love definitely that's so true actually um east london so this is a recommendation off one of the girls at work but um we have i have been there a couple of times and I completely agree with her and understand why it's one of her favorite restaurants but mm-hmm. it's called angelina's and it's in hackney yes. i don't know if you've been i have oh, angelina's. I i've never actually been so i think it's italian japanese fusion yeah. and they've been gunning for a michelin star and didn't quite get it mm. but they do sort of tasting menus and you pay before you go. So when you get there, it's quite a nice experience because you kind of feel like you've already paid for yeah. the bill. You just sort of pay for your drinks. But the food is incredible. Um, they come out and do like a full description. It's mm. really unique. Every, Even if there are like ingredients on the menu that you're like, oh, not sure. It's one of those places where it's just delicious mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah. So I definitely would recommend then. Re- uh, really nice vibe as well. Another one I love is also called uh, Bistratech. Mm. So I've been there a couple of times. It's like a bit of a very, very East London vibe. It's in a warehouse, yeah. um, but it's quite upmarket and it's a really good brunch spot. Mm. When I went there for brunch, they had um, a guy on the piano doing like classical versions of pop songs whilst you no. ate, which was yes. just such a, like, a fun background thing. And then I'd been back for dinner and again, it was like so full of like a great atmosphere, like all very candlelit and dim, dimly oh. lit and just, yeah, really lovely and good food. Um, and then a couple of others, Satan's Whiskers and also Manteca. Mm. Manteca is so hard to get out of oh the table God, for. Impossible, but it's just so good. It is good. My only critique is the lighting. I don't <laughs> think the lighting is good. Last time I was there, they have these lights on the table. I put like a scarf over it because it's like so bright. Yeah. And us four designers going there, all we would comment on is like, God, the lighting is so bad in here. We even asked the waiter if he could like turn the light down oh, over our no. table. Okay, but, so never go for dinner with an interior designer. Yeah, or, or if you're first time date maybe not that kind of place but food is awesome um and then west london strakers jacuzzi clarks and crisp um jacuzzi the food isn't amazing it's part mm. of the um big mama groups so they oh, do yeah. like gloria and sacola yeah. popular but if you want to go somewhere that's like a little bit fun the mm. food is so over the top in terms of its appearance and the decor is like next level yeah very instagrammy i think it's a fun one Mm-hmm. Um, and then Crisp is that pizza place that's getting yes. all that hype at the moment. Mm. I've not actually been, but one of the girls at work went and said it was the best pizza she'd ever had. Oh my gosh. Well, that's so. quite a claim in London because there's a few good spots. Yeah. Um, and then just finishing on North London and Central London, shout out to Jolene, Mangal, mm. My Neighbours, The Dumpling, 
Weston's Laundry, the Ned for just the most incredible interiors as a yeah. hotel ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallow and B Dale's Wine Bar, to name just a few. Gorgeous. Gosh, what a little lineup there. If anyone's yeah. coming to London or was looking for their next date night birthday spot, yeah, write them all down. Into that, you won't be disappointed. Especially, um, I went to the Ned recently for Christmas, and mm-hmm. it used to be an old bank. I was reading all about it, and yeah. like decor in there is honestly mind-blowing like the yeah. scale is huge the renovation i think costs like hundreds of millions it's crazy um so if, it's a really nice spot for like a little, a little and they glass still have wine. the original vaults yes yeah, i know so the cool. door is so thick yeah. and i think you can actually rent out one of the rooms downstairs which is all the old security deposit boxes oh, um so yeah really really so you cool can literally spot. have a lock-in yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> oh amazing so apart from restaurants mm-hmm. where else do you like to get your inspiration from around london are there shops are there just spaces you go to or go back to time and time again mm. so i mean i actually really like taking color combinations from like my surroundings yeah. especially when i'm on a holiday london i guess is a little bit tricky because it is so gray here <laughs> um but my taste is i really love like really contemporary pieces so modern lighting or materials like fabrics or like boucle that sort of thing mm. but then I really like to juxtapose that with uh vintage pieces retro yes. finds antiques so for me I love going to like antiques fairs mm. and markets um especially when you can find something that's such a good price yeah. there is this guy who I don't know what his shop's called because it's got no logo on the out like no branding on yeah. the outside but it's on Brixton Hill and I don't know if it's a bit dodgy, but some of the stuff that he gets in there, honestly, is awesome. Like, really amazing antique finds, and he sells them dirt cheap. There's a lot of crap in there, so you've got to sift through it. Mm -hmm. But now and again, the the finds that you can get in there are gems. So, yeah, that's on Brixton Hill. Love that. The TK Maxx of antique shopping. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a bit rough and ready, um, (laughs) but it is good. And then there's also a place in Lewisham called Aladdin's Cave, a place in Hoxton called Chase and Sorensen. They're really great um, gems for secondhand treasures, really offering that kind of like journey through time mm-hmm. um, with a kind of curated collection of stuff. And then one I recently found, or two actually, um, both South London. One is called Northcote Road Antiques, which is in Clapham. Yes. You might know that I'm one. I've actually popped in there. Yeah. Oh, you haven't? Or I you have. have, yeah. Lots of like knives and forks and stuff. Yeah, it's good for crockery, good for small good. bits. It's a little bit pricier than um, some other places. But if if you want more furniture, definitely go to Crystal Palace Antiques. I think that's my favourite find that I've found recently. They have four floors of art, light, furniture, yeah. like... I think most like all original kind of retro stuff and the pricing is like really fair. Oh gosh, it's okay. not extortionate. Um, so if you're a mid-century lover or, you know, looking to renovate on a budget, definitely it's worth a trip there. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, I only really found it out. recently. And there's a really good brunch spot around the corner called Spinach, hmm. which is basically next door. So if you want to make a day out of it, you go to Crystal Palace. Two favorite things. Yeah, you can buy your two favourite things and then go for a walk and see the dinosaurs oh in Crystal gosh, Palace Park. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then one in Marlebone as well called Alfie's Antiques and the Old Cinema in Chiswick. They're actually two I've not been to, but I've been recommended that they're really good. Yeah, I love it. I feel like this whole buying secondhand, buying reuse, buying vintage retro, whatever you want to call it, is just booming. It really is, yeah. And I think it's really nice to make, like, the best spaces are the ones that feel dynamic and exciting. Yeah. And I think in order to achieve that, 
definitely buy new stuff for mm-hmm. sure but yeah mix it in with those older pieces and I think you'll end up with a result that's much more interesting and unique than yeah. buying everything from kind of high street stores and and like sort of last sounds the test of time yeah a lot better I mean everything that was made decades ago seems to last years and years yeah. and years the stuff that we buy now you know just it deteriorates if it's yeah, yeah from a bad company I've actually as we were talking about that I've just finished it- the Italian job with Alan Carr and Amanda Holder oh don't know if you've seen it I've seen one or two episodes yeah, yeah. I was obsessed hooked and they were like going through all these gorgeous you oh, know wow. Italian second hand markets I bet they're amazing so I've got a real itch to scratch to go and dive into the Crystal Palace this is the thing though I don't have any space left in my yeah, flat fine. so I'm gonna it's like for me, it's like torture. Yeah, you're like, I, I can, just I can look, like, but I can't buy. Yeah. And for anyone who's coming to London for the weekend, how would you map out your perfect 48 hours around the city? Oh gosh, okay, let me have a think. So I think I would stay in somewhere like the Hoxton Hotel just because it, there's a couple of um, different branches, I guess, uh, all yeah. over London. The one in Central is really lovely. So if you want somewhere that's... It's a little bit pricey, but the interiors are awesome. And they actually, hack hack alert, yeah. they have the good rates. If you come by train, you oh, get money off. Nice. They do actually sometimes do little opening deals as mm. well um, on their new hotels that they open up. But I love them. They're really great. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably stay there. And I would start off in South London. Sorry, a little bit biased there. <laughs> and I think I would go for a walk in Brockwell Park. As yes. I said, I... I'm like so fussy about my parks because I have a dog, so I go every mm-hmm. day. And Brockwell Park, I never get bored of it. The views of London are awesome. It's got Herne Hill right at the foot of it, um, which is a lovely place for like getting a coffee and that sort of thing. So I have a nice amble around there. Are you um, an outdoor swimmer? No, but there is a light. <laughs> uh, I'm not really a swimmer. Brockwell is cold as well. Yeah. yeah. Give yeah. me a heated pool any day of the week. <laughs> People love it though. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and then I think I would head to somewhere like Northcote Road in Clapham just because it's such a beautiful road. There's loads of really good little homeware shops, mm. cafes, restaurants, uh, like fashion kind of shops as well. So a good spot to kind of get lunch and then just wander around. And then I think if I'm staying in South today, I probably end with dinner and cocktails either at Forza Wynn on the rooftop in Peckham mm. or Bottled and Ryan Brixton for like a romantic evening. Gorgeous. And then day two, I think I would explore the other side of London to switch things up. So let's start off with brunch at Bristra Tech. As I said, it's a really lovely space and I think kind of Hackney Dalston way. And then after that, you're like a 10 minute walk from Columbia Road on a Sunday mm-hmm. and go to the flower market. Great people watching spot. Get yeah. some flowers, dirt cheap, get a coffee. Um, and then if you want to get lunch around there, you could. There's some really lovely kind of independent restaurants. And then maybe end the day again with a nice walk in mm-hmm. Victoria Park. And then De Beauvoir Town, which is really good for like an afternoon, evening pub stop. Yeah, some lovely pubs. Get that Sunday roast in. Exactly. Love it. Gosh, very active 48 hours. We'll be really yeah, you've got to make in. the most of it. Oh, well, it's been such a pleasure chatting. It's Thank so nice you. to take stock of where we are and appreciate all the amazing spots around the city. I know, you definitely take it for granted. And I remember my brother, he's um, like, he lives in, in Denmark, so he's not over wow. here a lot. And one time he came over with his family and he was like, do you want to go on the London bus tour? I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. And I learned so much about London. It really made me have like such an appreciation for yeah. it. So I think, yeah, it's obviously lovely to go away and enjoy other cities, but mm. definitely appreciate what you have on your doorstep. 100%. Give me a walking tour. Give me a bus yeah. guide. Give me an audio thing. I'm exactly. there for it. Yeah, I oh. love it. Well, I do have a closing tradition of some quick fire questions. Okay. Um, so let's get into it, shall we? We shall. Who is your go-to design hero or inspiration? Oh, my God. 
goodness. Design hero. Um, I really, okay, there's two people that stand out for me. One is Athena Calderon. Mm. So she potentially is or was uh, like referred to on Instagram as iSwoon. So she's an American interior designer, but she also kind of leans into lifestyle and yeah. fashion. And she's just effortless, effortlessly cool. She mm-hmm. has this incredible house in New York um, and she just, her style is epic. Mm-hmm. I also really like Sarah Sherman as Samuel as well. Yeah. Her designs are super inspiring, really interesting play on like color and texture and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think in terms of inspiration, they're the two kind of profiles I, I often flock to. And are there any trends for 2024 that you're most excited about or things you think we'll be seeing a lot of? Um, I think there's going to be really big resurgence, resurgence in like steel and chrome. Ooh. And formerly this is a material that I like absolutely hated and I still don't love it, but I do think it is going to have a really big revival. So I'm keen to see how that plays out for this mm-hmm. year. Mm, that's true. I don't really know what I would do with chrome. Yeah, but... it feels a little dated, but it's one of those things where it's got so dated that it's now come it's back come in back. again. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, everything in fashion or whatever. So yeah. interested to see where that goes. And if you were living in any other era for its design, <gasps> when would you live? Oh, my God. An era? Probably like... Like Art Deco time. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be quite cool. It's really abundant and rich and a little bit over the top. Mm. Um, a little bit gothic too, which I like. So, yeah. yeah, I think Art Deco period would be cool. Love that. And if you just had to describe your own style in three words, how would you describe it? Oh, my God. Okay, so I would say that my style is quite different to probably what's perceived on, like, topology style. Mm-hmm. Um, topology is all about kind of, like, affordable, clean lines, simple, nothing too fussy. Um, but... And, you know, a lot of our clients like lots of colour. Whereas for me, in three words personally, um, oh, God, did you say three words? Yeah, let's do three. We'll have more. Did you say three words? I said three, but I'm easy. Um, I would say, (laughs) oh, my God, I don't know. Neutral. I love neutrals. Mm. I'll say modern, neutral and paired back. Love it. Probably my personal style. Love that. I think quite calm. Calm. I love earthy tones. Mm. For me, I can't live with too much colour. It just it make it gives me anxiety. Yeah. So for me, it's all about uh, green, like dark muted colors, mm. greens, blues, creams, Gorgeous. blacks, whites. Lovely. Um, yeah, anything that's calming. And for anyone getting started on their interiors journey this mm-hmm. year, what advice would you give to them? So the first thing I would do is I would break it down room by room. Um, and try and work out a budget on what you want to spend so you, you've got like a clear goal in mind mm-hmm. and I think the most important thing to start with is honestly the layout of the space yeah. so many clients just get it so wrong or they'll rush into buying like their sofa when they've just moved in when realistically they've not lived there before they don't know if it's mm-hmm. the right size but they're just so keen to get something to sit on they rush into it so I'd say take your time and really plan your layout out first so that you've got the best kind of plan of movement throughout the space Um, and I think naturally it will build up by there and don't feel afraid about kind of doing it really slowly on your own time and just buying piece by piece Mm because I think ultimately you'll end up with a space that's you know perfect for you yeah good things take time exactly oh it's been such a pleasure chatting it's been lovely thank you no worries we're very inspired to get out there and explore the city so thank you so much you're welcome thanks again you for tuning into this episode i hope you enjoyed this conversation and if you did please as ever go on and make my day by leaving a little review or hitting that subscribe button 
There are so many things I'd love to do with Creative Spaces this year, and that just helps make all of it possible. You can also head to our website for loads more content and also some inspiration for your next trip away. So go get planning your next vacation, and I'll see you next time for more of the London edition.